Hey gang, do you grind your teeth in your sleep like I do? If so, you and I are among 40 million other Americans who do. Now, whether it's stress, anxiety, or an abnormal bite, chronic teeth grinding will lead to worn enamel, tooth decay, sleeplessness, and expensive dental procedures. Now, the number one teeth grinding prevention is recommended by dentists, and that's the custom-fitted night guard. However, it's costly with the average dentist charging $300 per guard, and you grind through those several times per year, or your teeth move like mine did, and they no longer fit. Using Smile Brilliance Lab Direct process, you can get the same custom-fitted night guards for as little as $45 per guard. That's right, $45. Additionally, Smile Brilliant has custom-fitted teeth whitening trays and the Kari Pro electric toothbrush. Head over to smilebrilliant.com and use singles only at checkout for 30% off. Once again, hit up our sponsor, Smile Brilliant, at www.smilebrilliant.com and use singles only, all capital letters, all one word, at checkout for 30% off. You are welcome. Hey, it's Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. I am your host now for five years. Thank you for listening. If this is your first time listening, hey, thanks for tuning in. You might like it. You might not. We'll see. This episode is done via Zoom with comedian Sarah Keller. We kind of bent the rules on this one. Uh, you'll find out why. Um, this is done via Zoom, so if you're listening, you can actually go watch it on my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Comedy. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Subscribe to the Singles Only channel. I know we're on a bunch of platforms, but Singles Only is the one that matters for now. Review us. Hey, if you haven't reviewed us in the last year, please do. It helps a lot. It's getting me more subscribers so I can keep this free and not charge listeners, which I don't ever plan on doing as of now. Plan on. Check out my upcoming shows on my website, paulfcomedy.com. I'm going to be in... Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Looney Bin this weekend. I think if you get if you're getting this in time, I could be wrong. Um, or, or, or I don't know where I'm at. You'll find out. PaulFComedy.com. Check it out. Check out our sponsors. Keep listening. Email me if you have questions, concerns. If you like this episode, if you didn't like it, pfarvar at gmail.com. Hit me up. Hit me up in the DMs as well if you want. At Paul Farvar is my Instagram. And Thank you. It's time for another episode of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. We are doing this podcast via Zoom. Uh, so if you're listening, wherever you listen to your podcast, go up to my YouTube page at youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy. You could watch the podcast. There is no voice of reason because when we do it via Zoom, we don't do that. But we don't really need one on this one. You will find out why in just a second. Uh, our guest is coming to you all the way from Los Angeles, California, 90210, uh, comedian and writer, Sarah Keller. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure when I should pop up. Yes. Well, now you told them the whole scoop, so uh, you let them oh, behind no. the fourth Did wall. I I'm sorry. We got to start the whole thing over. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just okay. kidding. Nobody cares about how you come onto the screen. Sarah, uh, it was awesome working with you. So I don't know if you remember. Um, I think we worked together back in LA a long time ago. But I think during the pandemic, um, 
we also were in the same city in, I think, was it Minneapolis that we were doing shows? Um, yeah, with, because that's the only place I did like live shows. Right, during, I remember. So it must have been with Craig. Craig Conant, yeah, that's right. We were at Craig yeah. Conant. Um, yeah, that was a weekend I was out there. That was when like, I had gotten a taste of comedy by doing uh, a show where places, in a place that didn't believe in COVID. I'm like, I can't, I can't do Zoom anymore. So I took like, any and every show that came my way um like an idiot so no i probably should have done that instead of retreat into my home and into myself really <laughs> well i got covid uh in december and then after that i was like i'm i'm immune now i was like i'll do anything i'll shake hands i don't care anymore so this was, past like just like three months four months ago five, yeah, five months yeah yeah i got it I okay was, um i was safe for a while and then i went to florida and then within two days of being with my family i had COVID. it was pretty amazing so that Light. makes sense i, I actually yeah. caught it the the week before los angeles shut down oh wow okay yeah so i had it like the like the week that we like first to day I got our stay at home orders, I was sick then. Um, but I still was like so nervous about yeah. like re-catching it since they didn't know for sure. And I was like, I got really, really sick. I don't know about you. Did you? No, I had a super light case. I got really lucky. Um, but I, I still have like COVID brain. I don't know if you have that, but um, I forget uh, yep. words and names. That's it. And yes. a, a friend of mine had it. He said it lasted for a year and then he was fine. So mine is starting to get better. And I don't know if that's like, because the world is coming back. So like I'm forced to use my brain more, sure. but it definitely like, I would say eight months of like, I would forget the word pillow and be like, what is this? Yeah. What is this thing? Like, yeah, yeah, it was scary. Like I was, like my grandma just died from dementia and I was like, do I have dementia at this age? Like, is that what's happening No, it's definitely related to memory. It's the same part of the brain that's attacked because uh, people obviously with COVID, I didn't lose my taste um, or smell, but when you do get uh, Alzheimer's and uh, the first signs of that are losing your taste and smell. So it's like almost the same side of the brain. I should know these things. My brother's a brain surgeon, but um, I'm the dumbest, really? so I should ask him that, but we don't really talk. So, <laughs> oh. well, I mean, oh. we talk, but that's, he's, he's right. Smart. But that's interesting. But anyway, we're not here. This yeah. isn't a, no. a, a CDC podcast. podcast. This is about dating. <laughs> so when we were talking about doing this podcast before you were freshly just into a new relationship. So you're still technically single, but now you're actually uh, not single. Uh, which is rare yes. on this podcast, but we are making an exception because you're hilarious and you have a lot of insight. Yeah. And I mean, I was single my whole life, you know, like this relationship is one of two like quote unquote serious ones that I've ever had. So, and the one before this was not healthy at all. Um, oh. So like I spent my whole life dating and being single, like I am good at being single what was the longest relationship you ever had before this one? Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find my coaster. There we go. Okay. Sorry. Um, okay. 
It was three years, but it was super off and on. So I don't think we ever had like a full year where we stayed together. Um, Okay. So like, yeah, before that, six months, maybe like not, I'm not a long-termer. What was it that now that you're kind of got a better idea of how to relationship? What was the thing that you think you were doing? Uh, I don't want to say incorrectly, but what was it that was a pat? Did you have like a pattern that you were dating certain people that were toxic or what? Yeah, I just had terrible taste in men, like the worst, like <laughs> epically bad. Um, like I once dated a guy who's in, currently in federal prison. Oh, nice. Okay. For serving 25 years for pedophilia. And was there yeah. s- signs of that? Like, were you I like, mean, oh my God. That's I like guess not I should have known. Time. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I guess I should have known. Cause like I was 14 and he was 25, but I just thought I was really grown up, you know? <laughs> oh um, my God. Wait a minute. You were dating a 25 year old when you were 14. Yeah. Yeah, so I've had terrible taste since day one. That's illegal. (laughs) That's illegal in most states. Yeah. It's super illegal. Yeah. Were you, did you develop like as a woman young or something? Or were you just, you look like a 14 year old girl. Okay. No, um, I kind of looked almost the same. Okay. My whole life. Yeah. And I definitely like developed like my, you know, boobs grew in before everybody else's. Sure. Um, and I liked hanging out with older people. Like even now I'm like, I'm convinced I'm a 90 year old woman trapped in this body. Okay. Well, that's, I just, I just bought a pill organizer (laughs) and I'm like, I've, I've officially transitioned. Like, it's fine. That's like you, you officially give up now. Um, okay. So you made bad decisions. Clearly one was in prison or is in prison and and is currently in prison. He was, uh, he might've had a type that didn't change. Yeah. Like you kept getting older, but he just stayed in that same high school uh, or junior high, depending on how he grew um, or didn't grow. Um, What other, what other bad things were you do? Like in terms of bad picking, what were you picking up? Um, I would date like emotionally unavailable or like, I love alcoholics. Um, they're my jam. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it was usually like alcoholic and then like the three year relationship, like he just cheated on me constantly. And I, I think he's probably has an alcohol problem too. And a lie, like a, he just could not tell the truth about anything. Like he would lie about dumb stuff and be like, yeah, I went to the Chevron for gas when he really went to like a Texaco. And you're like, I don't care, dude. Like it was like pathological, like crazy stuff. Was this in LA or somewhere else? Yeah. Okay. How long have you been dating in LA or how long have you been in LA? Uh, nine and a half years. Okay. So, uh, um, is there, we've had people on that talk about dating in LA and how it's different. You dated, in where'd you grow up in Minnesota or uh, yes okay so you dated in the Midwest and you've dated in LA and now you're dating in LA what is it that you found uh the biggest 
difference, I guess, um, that you hear or you, whether you see it or experience it or you've heard? Um, well, it's different, I think, in that, like, in Minnesota, people are looking to settle yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, he, he proposed to me when I was 14. Oh, that's So great. he was already looking to settle down. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead. You were saying I people said no. like this. <laughs> <laughs> people want to settle down earlier, I think, in the Midwest. And Yeah. And so I think there's less, like, playing the field um and more like it's very it feels like it's more shit or get off the pot like if if this isn't going anywhere let's not pursue it where I feel like in LA it's like you're lonely I'm lonely yeah we'll just fuck around with each other oh sorry you can swear no okay uh we'll just fuck around with each other and our each other's emotions for two years and then it'll just peter out you know like well uh, I think in Minnesota too like I'm not I don't want to stereotype but like that's like the rural areas too, or like smaller towns like Minneapolis, I think they are a little more selfish and like more waiting, you know, they're not ready to settle as much, I would say. Yeah, it's more like, like in my hometown, you know, you settle down after high school, you know, yeah. like, and then in college, if you go to college and like go to the big city, then you settle down right after college, then you marry your college girlfriend, not your high school girlfriend. Right, like, right. Sorority, um, yeah, all the, the big stuff. I get it. But you say you so in LA, uh, I, I think people are also more selfish too. They're working on themselves, they're working on their careers. Uh, being in a relationship isn't a priority. Um, how do you manage that now? Um, do you think that uh, you guys are in a place where like the priority of the relationship is equal to what you guys are individually working on, or how do you make that work? That's a great question. Um, Cause that's award-winning definitely been podcast, like, Sarah. I'm, I'm not some idiot. Well, Sarah. that's great. <laughs> These are all good uh, questions. No, I know. I just, I, it, I like this one. Um, <laughs> especially, I'm sorry. I will never give you praise again. Cause clearly you can't handle it. I don't like praise, but anyway, yes. Uh, uh, Cause I think that definitely was part of it. Like for me, especially like in college, like I knew I was going to move out here. And so why like I wasn't going to have a serious relationship because I'm not I wasn't going to let anything stop me from coming here and then once I got here I'm like I'm here to work and achieve my dream not like find a partner for my life so if anyone got in the way I was like okay bye um with this partner uh it's awesome because hey like he is gone two weeks a month um, he okay. has a daughter in Indiana and so he splits custody 50, 50 with his ex-wife. So he spends two weeks, like being a full-time stay at home dad with his daughter in Minnesota or sorry, in Indiana. And then he spends two weeks out here where he's a pilot. Um, wow. and so he's technically like on call when he's here. So, you know, we might not get the full two weeks together. But in, since the pandemic, like he hasn't been flying at all. So we've actually had half and half together, which leads me to my second point of, or well, actually like, and so just having that built in break is 
really nice for my career because it's like I spend you know two weeks with him focusing on him and then he leaves and then I I spend two weeks just focusing on me um and if I don't get something done yeah it's I mean I miss him but it's great because it's like I miss him then right um and since it has been the pandemic like we've been able to spend all our time together working on our relationship and nurturing and building it um, without career distractions because there just haven't been, you know? Um, And so I think like right now we're at a really solid place where we like communicate really well. We respect each other. And like, I I definitely think there's going to be an adjustment going back to like being busy and not seeing each other as much. but it'll, it'll be painful, but like in a, just cause I miss, we miss each other kind of right. way, not in a painful, like this is putting strain on a relationship that we can't handle. Well, it's almost like you have um, a long distance relationship that you guys were forced to be together more often, but you survived it. So now you yeah. go back to whatever normalcy is. And that, I think that that's healthy to have. That's why I kind of prefer long distance relationships because when you're in town, it's like the honeymoon period always is there. And then when yeah. they're gone, you kind of like miss them, but you also get to work on your shit and whatever it is that you're pursuing. So you have a good deal. And he's Thanks. a pilot. That's like that's like a top people uh, career that people want to date. At yeah, I guess that's as a kid. Yeah. That's what he tells me. No. Uh, <laughs> no, it's definitely cool. Like I get to fly for free and uh it is spirit, but you don't care. Right. It's Whatever, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's not spirit, but I'm not allowed to say. I know, just don't say. No, please don't. Um, but, and the, like, the other thing that is key for me is, like, he's a huge comedy fan mm-hmm. and, like, nerd of comedy. So, like, he, he watches specials before I do. Like, he loves coming to see all of my shows even when I'm like dude you've seen this you know you've seen all these people you've seen this bit and he's like yeah but I like watching how you tweak it a little bit every time so like he's super supportive and like excited about it that's great which is awesome like I've dated uh, I've dated comedians before and it it's it's harder you can't date comedians Um, I tell people that all the time please tell me you agree that you shouldn't date a comedian as a comedian? Well, I think as it's, I think as a female comic, it's really hard to to date one because if they're more successful than you, then there's always that like, right. Oh, he's bringing me on the road because of that. And then like, that's how everybody perceives, perceives you. Even if it's like, okay, but if I was his buddy, he'd bring me on the road. Like, What's the but just because I'm a right. woman, it's a different. Yeah. And and if you're at the same level or almost the same level, then like I've had the problem where I dated a guy who got competitive and like couldn't Absolutely. handle. I, you know, be, had more got success stopped. than him. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I think if you're both established, like you're, you're famous people, I think it's a different thing because you're no longer in the hustle or the grind of trying to make comedy but for women comics especially it's harder 
because there's that double standard where uh, if you do get success or like you write a funny bit, like, oh, well, so-and-so helped her probably. She was dating so-and-so and it's bullshit. Or you have the other side of it where, um, yeah, guys can't handle, guys can't handle, uh, their, our egos are, are tender. They're not going to be able to handle it as well as women can. Um, but then on the flip side for women comedians, I think it's also harder too, because a lot of men uh, don't like, are, they feel lessened by the fact that a woman, and they want to be the funny one in the relationship. And that's got to be that's got to be hard as hell for for women to deal with too. Dating. Yeah. yeah, I think like my my boyfriend is grown up. You know, like he's a lot, he's older than me. He's forty two. So like he he's not insecure like that. Right. Um, he's older. He's grown and, up he makes me laugh really hard, like yeah. really hard. Cause he knows what I'll laugh at. Like, and, and I think that's like, part of it is like when you find someone that's like, they're going to make you laugh even in, if they're not, and yeah. I'm not saying he's not funny. Like he makes me laugh super hard. It's different being um, funny off, like in a, in a conversational versus what a stand up comic does. I mean, those are two different skill sets. Um, and I, I think as long as, like, a guy can be patient and, like, let – you really, they just have to not be insecure is really yeah. what it is. Well, I mean, we've had female comics on here that talk about their dates where the guys are like, I thought about doing comedy once. And, I mean, guys get it, too. We get it all the time when we're uh, on dates. But I think it's a little different level where a guy is, like, almost mansplaining some shit to a female comic who does it professionally. And you're like, dude, shut the fuck up you're out of your game. Like that's different and it's gotta be hard. Yeah. He's very good about like, he's super self-aware. So if he ever does say anything, he'll immediately be like, Oh dude, I didn't, I didn't mean to mansplain a a joke to you at all. He's like, I'm more just, and I, but it's coming from like an earnest place of kid. I want like, I want to explain this part or something like, um, but yeah, for sure. I've had, I mean, I literally was at a bar last week after a show and this guy like was buying everybody at the bar a drink. And so he, my friend mentioned that I just finished the show and was a comedian or whatever. And, and he's like, Oh, well, can you get me free tickets sometime? And I was like, yeah, if you, you know, if you hit me up on Instagram, like I'll let you know when my next show is and I'll, I'll get you free tickets since, you know, you got me a drink or whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, and he was like, good, because I've never met a funny one. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, the the comedy gene is male. And I was like, oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the <sighs> fuck is wrong with people? Yeah. it's a And crazy- I literally just looked at him and said, oh, no. <laughs> You're going to be alone and for walked a long away. time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, you got to be fucking. He- this is in my California? friend just said. Yeah, in oh, Los dear. Angeles, like, yeah. and wow. I done a show, like, I had just gotten off stage where I brought up Anthony Jeselnik, like, it wasn't, I was like, yeah, I'm not a shitty comedian, like, what right. the fuck, <laughs> like, right, right, 
Yeah, I mean, and um, that's funny you mentioned him because I just listened to his podcast or he was on a podcast back in like, I don't know why. Uh, you know what it is? I saw his special um, last week, uh, Thoughts and Prayers, which I don't watch a lot of specials uh, just because I don't want to pick, unless it's someone that's completely different than me. I don't like to pick up things uh, by accident or like mannerisms too. It fucking drives me nuts when I you're on tour with a comedian and you start like biting your upper lip or something like, what am I doing? Like, I've just been watching this guy for a week. Um, But I I listened to his podcast uh, with Pete Holmes back in like 2012. And it was right after he and Amy Schumer had, uh, had broken up. And uh, he was just talking about all the relationship stuff that women had to deal with, that Amy had to deal with. And that was back in 2012. They were both kind of, I mean, she was on the rise but she wasn't where she is now uh, in terms of celebrity. But now look at like, I mean, she's one of the biggest comedians in the country right now. So yeah, so yeah, that, that whole aspect of uh, that women comics have to deal with uh, in the dating world is, uh, is really hard to, I, I think women comedians have the hardest time finding the right, uh, a, a right relationship because of the the fragile male ego and we already and i think go ahead sorry oh no go ahead uh you go I just i was just gonna say i think um it, like because of that like that's part of the reason I wasn't in a rush and wasn't like looking for right. anything it was kind of like whatever because i look at uh Nikki Glazer and Eliza and Amy and I'm like none like Nikki's still single I'm like none of them got married or engaged before 35 right. like so I'm like I have plenty of time I'm fine like and all of them you know like established their careers before getting into a relationship and I'm like there has to be a reason for that right so well, I think that's that's helpful for on both sides uh, of the spectrum. For me, I think that's important too. Um, but the only problem that women have that men don't have is we can wait, guys theoretically can wait longer. Whereas women, if they want to have children, there is that like biological clock, right? That comes up at some point. And uh, yeah, that's something that you have to Especially during a pandemic when you're not doing anything. Yeah. Then all of a sudden this voice that never existed, it starts telling you, you want to be a soccer mom. And you're like, no, I don't. I'll drink Chardonnay out of a sippy cup, but that is it. That's where you draw the line. Yeah. But, do you, wa- do you yeah. want to have kids of your own? Is that something that you think that you might want to do? Okay. Yeah, I, I do. Um, it's kind of like, I also don't want to without financial stability, like a hundred percent. Like I want to be able to t- send my kids to school. I want to take them on vacation when I want to. Um, so if that's not, realistic then like i can change my plans but i don't really I, well i mean it's gonna work out. if this works out you know you supplement the income from spirit airlines i mean they, they pay pretty well so i think you'll be fine yeah what do yeah. you want do you want to get married and have kids or is that necessary is that a necessary together those have to go together uh no okay i feel like for taxes i've been told marriage is good um, 100%. but I was never like, 
I was never like the kid that fantasized about her wedding growing up. Like since day one, I've told my mom I'm get, I'm eloping. Yeah, they probably like that. Um, she probably like that. Oh yeah, she because I have a huge family, like a okay. giant. Like I have forty first cousins on just my mom's side. Wow. Okay. So I couldn't have a small. I couldn't have an under two hundred person wedding. It, it would be impossible. Um, so I'm like, then no one's coming. And yeah. my mom's like, good idea. Let's save the money. And I'm like, great. Oh, nice. I I'd rather go on the dopest honeymoon. There you go. My brother, uh, they eloped him and his wife and uh, they wanted to get married in Vegas. And I, my parents, each of them uh, have eight siblings. Uh, so they have also, I have a lot of cousins and everything. So they, they compromised with 30 people at the wedding at the Bellagio. And it was like major, it caused a lot of rifts uh, to this yeah. day, like 10, 15 years later, people are still pissed about it. So yeah, my family would not accept some people being invited and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to make that choice. Like, um, yeah. so I just want pretty pictures and a ring. I don't actually even need the uh, ceremony or anything. I just want pretty pictures and a pretty dress. And I, 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 I wouldn't, you know, I, I want a diamond ring. Well, you said <laughs> pictures and a ring, and then you said dress. So that's three things, Sarah. Okay. Well, yeah, three things. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna just see if you add a fourth. Um, what is the? Uh, what are the like? Before you found uh the spirit airlines pilot um what are the other things that you what are the things that you learned that you like to get here where you're like okay i'm not doing that again we're like was it dating a comedian you're like i'm not gonna do that again was it dating people that live on the east side i don't know what are the what are the rules i am such a snob i wouldn't even like although i guess my boyfriend was living in santa monica when we first started dating um that's a track which felt yeah but it was also at the beginning of the pandemic though so no traffic no yeah. traffic right right um for people that don't understand would, like uh la uh you can be 10 miles i mean santa monica versus hollywood hills versus highland or or la brea i mean these are all places that in chicago would take 30 40 minutes in traffic which is bad in LA, it's hour upon hour of traffic and it's not going to work. Yeah. On our second date, actually, uh, my boyfriend was coming to see me and he was leaving during rush hour. And I told him, I was like, hey, it's going to take you a long time. Just so you know, like it, it's probably going to take you like almost two hours. And he's like, no, it says an hour and 15. I'm like, I'm just <laughs> telling you. Um and he, you know, like from Santa Monica to Hollywood, it's like, there's not, there's nothing to stop no. at. And he peed his pants. Oh no. He couldn't find it. He couldn't get to a bathroom and he had to call me and be like, uh, I'm outside your place, but I'm embarrassed because I peed my pants and I don't know what to do. I was like, well, do you have other pants? I was like, come inside. You can shower. I'll oh, find pants awesome. for you. Like, it's not a big deal um that's good so that's, that's, funny. Over, that's how bad you over you overlooked the pants peeing yeah who, who, who has that pee pants i mean come on 
I mean, I, I haven't peed my pants, but oh. I've also like, uh, I've got an amazing uh, bladder. Like I, can, I can hold, is that what the button is? I don't know what it is, but uh, I can go yeah, like, I like I won't get up on a plane for three hours if I have to pee just because I don't want to deal with like, like having- Oh, to- I have to sit in the aisle seat because I will pee every 45 minutes. Yeah, I won't, I won't deal with that. Uh, but anyway, so that was a second date. Distance, yeah. Wow. Okay. The first date was really good. Okay, so that's that's why so. you over you overlook the pants being. Yeah. What are um, the other deal breakers? Like, what are the other things that you learn? You're like, okay, I'm not gonna do that again. Obviously, pee, peeing pants is a threshold. If that's a if that if that's not a threshold, then I think there should be a lot of you shouldn't have many deal breakers. Uh. I do that are more like um, dishonesty. I won't tolerate being lied to at all. And and unfortunately that's like super common. Um, I would assume prison is probably one that you're not going to criminal background checks. uh, I mean, it it depends on. (laughs) Depends on the crime. I've honestly never run a criminal background check on anyone I've dated. Okay. Clearly. Um, yeah. Dishonesty, no pants peeing, crime, okay. Got it. I feel like that's pretty much it. Like, what if they like have, I got it. Okay, I can't. I, first of all, I, I think that there's going to be like, did you have a type where you would be like, okay, if you lined up the five guys you dated before now, do they all look the same or do they have like some commonality where you go through the list? You're like older guys, were they all like older than you? Were they all like taller? Were they all like blonde hair? Um, all older, except I did date a guy three years younger than me for like five months once, but that was it. Um, okay. so all older, uh, all, I guess, taller than me, but not right. like, Heights varied. Like my current boyfriend is five nine, I think, and I've dated six four. Like okay, white uh, guys, black guys, all sorts of. Where they all look the same? Blonde hair, redheads. I would say mostly mostly white guys, but I've dated black guys and um, hair is. I've dated gingers, blondes, dark features. All these, all these, yeah. Wow. Yeah, right now I'm dating blonde hair, blue eyed, which even like all my friends are like, that's not your type at all. And I'm like, yeah, I know it. What are, there has to I be. I just want to have see through babies, I guess. <laughs> there has to be like deal breakers in the sense of like, whether it's religion, politics, music or comedy. Like, what if this guy is like completely honest, uh, but uh, his favorite comedian is like, I don't know, like Jeff Dunham and he loves country music or i don't know i'm trying to think of what the opposite of what you it's so funny to. because uh i would say if you can't tolerate country music that would be because that's my favorite okay fair. um and you know i want somebody that like my boyfriend did not like country music until we started dating and now he does um there's some good country music i'll be honest i used to shit on country music uh all my life. And then I have a podcast called Make Us a Mixtape where Marty DeRosa introduced me to 
all these amazing country artists that I'm like, I'm kind of like into it now. So, but yeah, I think that's the key is you need somebody who knows country well to, cause of course there's shit, it. there's shit yeah. in every genre. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I I've had friends that are like, I will never like country and I'll play them a song. I'm like, okay, that was a good song. I'm like, see, I told you like, I am. So I'd say that's a deal breaker. Um, not I used to think country. I would do Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I used to think that I didn't want to date anybody who had children. <laughs> uh, but jo- my boyfriend does. So, right. um, it's fun being a stepmom, to be honest with you. I think it's like the best of both worlds, right? A lot of women, friends of mine who are stepmoms love it. If that ends up yeah, being the case. It, it's like, because I don't, and I don't see her that often, you know, like, I mean, I make an effort to, but, um, she lives in Indiana. And so it's, I, it's more like I get to be like the fun friend that comes over and we do like, I'm like the cool aunt, you know, yeah. like we do fun stuff and she likes me a lot. Cause I'm not her parents, but I'm, and I'm fun. Yeah. Um, is she younger or older? Like, is she, she's 11. Okay. So, so she's and I, I feel like I got in right under that, like teenage wire. All right. You're teaching her, you're, hopefully you're teaching her not to date men who may be future uh, felons? Yes, okay, definitely. That's a, good uh, aunt, that's a good aunt role to have in terms of helping yeah. the cause. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. My country- boyfriend's very concerned about her now from all of my horror stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. He's, I mean, it's, it's the Midwest. Uh, it's Indiana and Minnesota are not very different in that sense. Um, are there like, a, and it sounds like your boyfriend now has like good comedy. He has good comedy sense or anything like that. But I know being like, for me, I was a big music snob and, a, and not a comedy snob, but I think that one of our guests once said like, if you don't laugh at the same things, like it's not going to work. And I think that like, yeah, there was a situation where if I, if someone I'm dating, like likes, loves a comic, a comedian that I just can't respect or like, it's like, that's kind of a red flag. It's almost like music for us as comedians. We're like, okay, you're, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing at that? I'm just curious. I'm not judging. I just. Yeah. And I think that comes down to like, I would say definitely like my boyfriend and I have the same fucked up uh, sense of humor. Um, and my humor is kind of dark. So I definitely like I, but I wouldn't even like go on a date with someone if it was clear that our like sensibilities didn't line right. up in that. Um, and the same with that is like the politics. Like if you you know, are, if you don't see the world the way that I do. Yeah. I can't like. Only white supremacy. Yeah, I got it. We got that art message. Right. Very like if that's not what you want. Then <laughs> I saw you on, I know where you are on January 6th. I, I thought that. I saw that. It's cool. Uh, uh, no, I get it. I, I think. I was going to say, I thought the helmet disguised me. Um <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> There's a there's a sign behind you that says please remove your boots, and yep. uh, I, <laughs> I think that's the most Midwest uh, thing that you can see. Although it is country too, it depends on. I mean, you have those are country boots there. I see that, but uh, it could also mean yeah, I'm 
I'm a conundrum because I'm a hardcore country girl. I grew up on a 250-horse ranch. I own uh, at least 30 pairs of boots. Uh, but I live in L.A. and I'm a feminist, <laughs> baby. Yeah. You think that women should... You, you believe women should be allowed to talk before being spoken to, which I can understand and appreciate, I suppose. Yeah, that's a, just the minimum, you know? That makes sense. Well, Sarah, uh, we are out of time. Sorry, we went over a little bit because uh, we got on a country conundrum. But um, where can people find out more about you and uh, upcoming events that you have uh, going around? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Sarah with an H Keller 07. Uh, that's also my Twitter handle, Sarah Keller 07. Um, I'm at the comedy store every Tuesday night for roast battle. Uh, I produce that. So if you're ever in LA and want to come there, uh, and then also you can hire me on cameo. Uh, I'm under the roasting section, so you can have me roast your loved ones. Or if you want me to be nice, I can do that too. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Sarah, for joining us. Uh, hopefully you come out, to, come out to Chicago soon too so you can do shows here. I know you get the Spirit Airlines discount, so we'll make that work um, to your Yeah, agreement. and my cousin, my sister cousin lives there, so cool. I, should come, I should go visit her. And Please do. Come to a show. Sounds good. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Sarah, uh, or watching. If, you're, if you haven't, uh, go check out the YouTube of this as well. You can see the beautiful sign uh, behind uh, the beautiful Sarah Keller. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Hey, all you guys know that I used to be a lawyer. Still am, but, you know, kind of just in the background, if you will. But my friend, Scott Shapiro, he is a full-time lawyer. You guys maybe have injured on the job, need compensation, or... You're just injured somewhere, and you don't know what to do. You're entitled to way more money than you think you are sometimes. Not always, but most of the time. And my friend, Attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping people for over 20 years in this regard. If you've been injured, give him a call. 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He's a full-service law firm, so... In addition to doing workers' comp cases, PI cases, he also handles all legal needs, including entertainment law. That's right. He's an entertainment lawyer. He's worked on a lot of musicians' cases, a lot of contracts, negotiations, and reviews of contracts for your needs, whether you're a comedian, musician, all that good stuff. All his consultations are free of charge initially. So don't take a chance and wait. Call him, 312 648 8800 or check out his website scottshapirolegal.com call him today tell him i sent you you will not regret it but I'm still